that, you know, after the Titans game, the Chiefs were not worth our time to podcast about. Because, you know, if they're not going to show up, we're not going to show up. But well, they certainly didn't show up. I guess I, the, yeah. I was ready to do a podcast, but it didn't really work out for us. I, I decided the Chiefs were not worth my time to podcast. So now that we've uh, beat the Giants, the Chiefs are barely worth our time to podcast. So what are we going to do, like a five-minute one? Yep, that's it. Thanks, folks. Talk to you next <laughs> week if, if the Chiefs win. Uh, so let's give a little review because we went to this game. We did. We can we can disclose our location, at least what, our former location. It was Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what was your game day experience like, Andrew? Uh, it was pretty great. It was very cold. Um, but I think the highlight of the game for me was seeing those paratroopers come in and like, I don't know if you you might not appreciate this if you weren't at the game, but there were like ten paratroopers in a row that flew into Arrowhead Stadium like from the night sky. And I was just impressed with, like, it looked like they were coming down so much faster than reasonably I would have expected. Like, they just kind of, like, came in at such an angle. It was incredible. It's very hard to describe, really. Yeah, and our listeners might have no idea what we're talking about right now. I haven't been able to rewatch the game on uh, the recording yet, so I don't know whether or not the, bro- the broadcast showed this. But, yeah, they had 10 paratroopers, and it was it was very cool. It was kind of like a couple years ago, whenever the Ravens game, we had the... the B2s or whatever, bombers fly over. Stuff bombers. And it just kind of emerged out of the mist. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, the fact that we're talking this much about the pregame show should tell you something about the quality of the game. Well, I don't I didn't know what to think about the quality of the game. Because sitting there as a fan watching it, it was still fun. And we won. That's mostly yeah, what I, I mean, cared about. We cheered when the Chiefs scored touchdowns and sat in stunned silence and they did something stupid. But my... My thoughts on their game are that it felt like the first game really all year long where I thought our defense was the unit that really helped secure the win for us. That's Did you true. feel the same way? Uh, okay, with, with the slight exception of the Browns game, whenever they shut down Baker on the last drive, they had a couple sacks and the interception. But this felt like that happened a couple times. Um, had some good pass rush. Really, I mean, any team you hold to 17 points, I think it was 17 points, wasn't it? Yeah. You got to feel okay about that. If you can get 17 points from your defense, you should almost always win. So, it was an offense that put up 28 the week before against the Panthers, who have a pretty good defense too. So. Yeah, I mean, now that said, there was no Saquon. I think they had their top defender, top receiver out, and Sterling Shepard was out for a part of the game. So, I'm not terribly impressed. And there were times when they looked terrible, but I thought this was maybe the defense's best game. Uh, it was certainly up there. Yeah. This is, I think, one of the first games, if I'm not wrong, that we had Frank Clark and Chris Jones both playing. And it felt like one of the first games where it seemed like we were actually getting a consistent pass rush. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to judge because, like, it is the Giants. Maybe they just have a terrible offensive line. But we haven't been able to get a pass rush even against terrible offensive lines. So I guess that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think I still saw way too much of guys just running upfield. Or our pass rush was getting run upfield and, like, just completely around the pocket, which is worthless. Um, but yeah, decent pass rush, I would say. 
Um, almost good linebacker play. Had a linebacker turnover. Yeah. Bolton's out there stuffing the run. Willie get had interception. Yeah. Uh, Bolton, I thought, uh, kind of continued his good play from the Titans game. And I, I mentioned uh, at one point we saw Willie Gay and Nick Bolden kind of do a celebration after a play. And I kind of leaned over to you during the game and said, that's the future of our linebacker position right there, those two. Yeah. And I really feel that way. Yeah, yeah. They, and those two kind of like play off each other, I think. They're like, they're buddies, you know? Yeah, they're like, about, about the same age, uh-huh. I assume, because they were drafted like one year apart. I think they complement each other both really well. Because Bolton's more of the thumper type, and Willie Gay's a little quicker, better in coverage. Although, uh, Willie Gay, he's a big dude, too. He is. I didn't realize until I saw him in person. Like, he's speedy and he's athletic, but he's still a very large guy. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering now, you know, if, if Hitchens is back and healthy, if Bolton doesn't just have his spot. Because I, I don't know what he's done at any way worse. Than I Hitchens. would be fine with that. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's probably his job now. I don't know what Hitchens is really giving you that you're not getting out of Bolton. Now here's the question for you, and this is this is kind of gross. Would you rather have Neiman or Hitchens as the Sam out there? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, right. I really don't know. Other option. Demarius. Um, Darius Harris. I think Neiman would be a better coverage linebacker. Mm. No, I I mean Okay. Not good. I said the better. Better. It doesn't okay. mean he's good, just you know, not as bad. Maybe he was definitely a way to put on it. But, so, yeah, that, you're right. That was a very gross question of you to ask me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, didn't have a good corner play, but Rashad Fenn continues to be pretty awesome, I think. He's a, he's surprisingly good. Ward did not look great, I don't think. And then Sneed had some dumb penalties and drops. Or not drops, so I should say like, falling down at times. He just he had to kind of a sloppy game. Yeah, there was one play in particular I think he like just fell down. Like, really had them all... Had his guy lined up to drill and just fell down and it went for a first down. Yeah. That was pretty rough. It seemed like the Giants were throwing to wide open receivers way more than I thought would happen. I think they were also this is this is the, this can be considered the same thing. Targeting Dan Sorensen. Well yeah. So if you target Dan Sorensen, you're throwing to wide open receiver. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Um yeah, the 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 uh the terrible twosome of Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman continue to plague the Chiefs defense completely. I've actually just got, kind of had a thought here that I want to present to you. Okay, throw it out. You know how they get like Romo's keys to the game, or just Chris Collinsworth's keys to the game, or Jonathan's keys keys to the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you Andrew's keys to a mediocre defense. Okay. If we're aspiring to mediocrity, here's what we got to do. Which would be just to clarify, a step up from where we have been. Uh, it would be enough where if our offense were were playing like they normally do, we could win the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Keys to the mediocre defense. This was like a recipe for like. White bread or something. <laughs> Number one, uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones both healthy. Mm. And can I pull one A here? Yeah, yeah. Chris Jones put on the inside. Totally. That is another key to a mediocre defense. So I think they're heading there. I looked at, I saw like a tweet about his snap percentages and looked like it was about two to one inside outside for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, key number two, Bolton and uh, Bolton and Gay. Being there in the linebackers. Yep. Key number three, um, Rashad Fenton as one of the top three corners. Oh, yeah. 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 No more Mike Hughes, please. No more DeAndre Baker. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for, I'm absolutely happy for Fenton over those two guys. Yeah, key number four, Dan Sorensen on the sideline. I don't care what role he's playing on the defense. When he's in there, he is a liability. 
It yeah. is. It's kind of like it's gone from your entire house is on fire whenever Dan Sorensen is the, the, the deep safety to like only the ground floor of your house is on fire whenever he's you know the I don't know nickel line or dime linebacker or third safety or whatever. If he's out there, it's like not having a guy. It's just terrible. And I think you're absolutely right that people see that he's out there and know that he's struggled in the past. He's getting targeted, which is making him look even worse than he would otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, anything that we could do to prevent him from being out there, I think I would be in favor of. I'm talking like Armani Watts or trade for a guy or move Mike Hughes to safety. Any of these are great options compared to continuing to put Dan Swanson out there. Did we sign a safety recently? Um, maybe. I feel like maybe I heard something about that. Maybe. Maybe this new tight end we got to put safety. I'd rather have him. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. All right, so no Dan Sorensen. That's, that's another key. We've established that. You can't have a mediocre defense with Dan Sorensen. It's too much reliability. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, what about, uh, let's talk a little offensive football. What did, what did you think? Normally this is the fun part of our conversation. You know, we're like, oh, well, yeah, the defense sucks, but the offense did okay. No. The offense did poorly. Unless your name is Derek Gore, you had a bad game. There were moments where they were moving the ball fairly well, mm-hmm. uh, but it seemed like there was just way too many drives that just kind of petered out and never went anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of third, or like, I feel like we had a lot of third and long situations, which we normally do okay with, but just the way Mahomes is all up in his own head and can't really seem to grasp the concept of pocket presence, and I'm, I'm putting quite a bit of it on our receivers, not named Tyreek Hill as well, because those guys cannot seem to get open. I mean, we got McCole the ball, but it was only through trickeration. Um, yeah, the offense is just misfiring badly right now. And I really don't even know, like, one thing to point to. Obviously, the turnovers continue to plague us. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's just kind of who we are now, is we're a team that turns the ball over two to four times per game. That's a, that's a great recipe for a bad team. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it it's You can win a game like that when you're playing a bad team like the Giants. Mm-hmm. Feels like when you're playing a good team, you're just going to get smoked, though. You know what surprised me? Um, and maybe you can give me a little more insight on the Giants' talents on defense or lack thereof. But we were getting beat up front a lot. Like, like we, we would call run plays in the middle, and they would just get stuffed immediately. And I felt like the last time we were in this kind of situation playing a bad, generally a bad team against the Eagles, the Eagles had some pretty stout run defenders up front. And we were able to take care of them. We had a good day rushing and a good day running between the tackles that day. But against the Giants, it felt like they were always prepared for us, always fell in the hole. There just wasn't much open for Darrell Williams or you know, occasionally Derek Gore to get to. So uh, what the heck's going on there? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, it wasn't like a terrible day rushing. I haven't looked at the numbers or anything, but just from eyeball watching the game, we, we had some good runs. It's not like we couldn't move the ball at all. Mm-hmm. But it did seem like we also had a few too many runs that went for like one or two yards to start off a drive. Or negative. Yeah. Yeah, and they're just, we're not in a position right now to be able to handle long distances. So, no, it, it really wasn't like a dominant day of running. Um, my, I was curious, just watching the game, it felt like we saw way more McKinnon and Gore than I expected. And I was wondering at one point if Darren Williams had gotten hurt, but he was still out there. So, yeah. what do you make of that? Well, I wasn't expecting any Derek Gore at all. No, I, I didn't. I'm not sure. I could have told you he was on the roster. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. I thought he was on the practice squad still. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could think of is that there's a a minor aggravation 
with Daryl Williams that they're not really disclosing. He's a little dinged up. Yeah, or just or just winded, you know. I mean, I'm sure he's been a very long time since he's been back of any kind. Um, that's the only thing I can really get my head around, or if they just thought they were going to smoke the Giants enough, we didn't need to play him all game. Don't know. That was a that was a head scratcher to me. Yeah, I did like what I saw at him though. He seemed to have fairly good vision. He had a a couple of nice cutbacks. Yeah, he did. Uh, Jarrett McKinnon's contribution was bouncing the ball off of his helmet into defenders' hands. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that interception was absolutely brutal because it was such a nice drive. That's kind of the the Chiefs' season, if I have to summarize it. It would be like a really nice long incremental drive that ends with a goal line interception off of a stupid play like that. It is. It's true. It feels like we. Like our our way to beat you know the the blueprint for the Chiefs of you know putting a roof on it and making us be patient and taking with the long ball is to be you know patient incremental take what they give us all that stuff but our our reward for that always seems to be a dumb turnover in the red zone yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like we can't really like we're being like negatively conditioned not to be patient it's like I think this is maybe part of why Pat's pressing all the time I don't know yeah I don't I don't know what to make the defense right now. I don't really even know what to make of the team as a whole. Um, it was fun to go to the game and to watch them win. That's all I really cared about in the moment mm-hmm. was I just wanted to win the game. It does kind of feel like we're just kind of bracing for <laughs> this game against the Packers and then the Raiders and then the Cowboys. I'm pretty worried about that stretch of games. Yeah. I'm starting to, you know, there was, there was a long time of the season where I felt like, okay, the Chiefs just had a couple bad games, they'll be fine. And then there was like, oh, well, they're just, they're just, doing poorly, and they once they turn it on, boy, watch out. And now I'm just kind of questioning their ability to turn it on at all. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, yeah. if, you can't, if you can't get up for the Titans game or beat the Giants convincingly, then it's just like, you know, what needs to happen? Certainly they've been, you know, they've been humbled. They, they know they're not like, they don't have the swagger they used to. But, you know, what needs to happen for this team to perform its potential? And I'm just kind of starting to wonder if this is thing that can happen this season or if it's going to take like an entire season's worth of experience for the new guys, and then an off season where we're prioritizing some of the, the needs that are becoming glaring. I don't know. I just don't know if they have any this year. I think the way that I'm looking at the remainder of this year is, and I think we've talked about this before, but we just need to punch our ticket into the postseason. Yeah. If we can get into the postseason, I feel like this team is, there's still like, it feels like there's a lot of untapped potential for this season still. Mm-hmm. I still think we'd go back to being a really good team. We just need like both sides of the ball to actually play well, stop turning the ball over. So I think if we could get into the playoffs, I don't know, anything could happen at that point. And Mahomes could just have like a crazy, like I'm just going to take over this game kind of performance. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, whatever you got to do, if it's got to be the seven, the wild card slot, sure, we'll take it. I just want to get into the playoffs. And then I feel like we could be feisty. See, what's alarming to me is, I, I agree, obviously that should be the goal, is get in the playoffs somehow, you know, hooker by crook. But that win against the Browns in week one is looking a little less impressive all the time. Well, the Browns have been injured, but yeah. But they're bad. They're, they're, not, they're not good. Okay. I still think they're good. Some disagreement here. I still think they're good. I think my point here is, yeah, the Chiefs have been... Like up and down in terms of win loss record, but they've been very consistent about they they beat bad teams and they lose to good teams. Yeah, and that feels like the recipe for an early playoff exit to me. 
if you make the playoffs. It does kind of feel like we are what I like to call a bottom feeder type team. Well, that's appropriate because we're in the bottom of the division. And a bottom feeder team is not a team that loses a ton of games. They're a team that whenever they're playing a bad team, they will beat them and beat up on them. Mm-hmm. But when they play a good team, they'll just get trashed. So the so Cowboys, in historic ways, are saying. Yeah, they basically feed off of like these terrible teams that they get, and they end up with a you know five hundred schedule or so. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just who we are. I don't know. It is. I don't know. I we still won the game. I feel like we're being way too negative for a game that we won in the National Football League. It's a moral loss. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're going to say moral victories don't count, I don't think moral losses count either. Oh no, I'm ecstatically won, but. Yeah, still taking it. It feels like the season's kind of hanging by a thread still, and it probably just going to feel like that for the rest of the year because where we're where we're at. Although I've I've been pulling something up here, I just want to point out the Chiefs are four and four. It's true. The Broncos. Hear me out. The Broncos are four and four, and they just trade away Von Miller, so I think they're throwing in the towel this season. The Chargers lost to the Patriots. They're four and three. That is surprising. So they, they only have one fewer loss than the Chiefs, and they've played one fewer game. And then the Raiders, who are at the top of the division right now, they're 5-2. and two. Um, That doesn't I, feel real I'm not buying in the yeah. I'm not buying into the Raiders. I think they're going to falter later on in the year. So really, to me, it's, it's a two-person race between the Chiefs and the Chargers for this division. And we're not that far out of it. And we play the Chargers another again. So mm-hmm. even as bad as we feel right now about our chances of winning the division, it's right there for the taking if we can just turn it around. Yeah, you're right. I mean, mathematically, you're right. It's just like my heart says, that's eh, not happening. <laughs> Sometimes you get like a gut feel for a team. My gut feel for this team is not great. You know, honestly, my, my gut feel for this team is that we're going to go on a run at some point this year, potentially, and knock off a couple of wins and beat a couple of teams we probably shouldn't. And probably, I don't know, finish like nine or ten wins and convince ourselves that we're good enough to make a playoff run and then lose in the first round. That's my view. If I'm prognosticating, that's what I think is going to happen this year. I see what you're saying. And I think that kind of, I think maybe that's coming from where the Chiefs have been in the past, where we were a team that kind of overperformed from where our talent was for a long time. Yeah. So we would keep getting into the playoffs and then we get smoked by somebody that was just clearly better than us. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I still don't believe there's any team that's like just completely superior talent-wise to us. So I think if we just get into the playoffs and kind of play up to where you should be at, we could beat any team still. Here's a question for you. I'm just kind of thinking through. If we, did, if we were going to do the same thing with like what needs to be true for the Chiefs to be a, a playoff contender on the defensive side of the ball, what would need to be true on the offense side, right? Yeah. Obviously, the turnover thing, whether it's a fluke or it's mental or whatever, needs to be sorted out. Got no answers there. Um, but I'm starting to wonder now, like, like the passing game, I think, is suffering in part because of Mahomes' pocket presence or lack thereof or, you know, just – him being uncomfortable in the pocket, generally speaking. I'm starting to wonder if that is because of the way teams are playing our coverage or because the offensive line protection is not there this year the way it has been in past years. So it's kind of like, is there room for the offensive line to grow enough for us to be a, a competent offense? Or is, is it just 
kind of this is where we are right now until Pat figures things out. Well, I just want to clarify, we're still a competent offense right now. It's just that we've been a world-beating offense for several years now. Okay, but yeah, and we've fallen off from there. It's a different curve for the offense, right? Mediocre does not cut it on the offense. We were mediocre last night. Yeah, I understand that. I <coughs> I get a little bit annoyed whenever like the defense is constantly terrible and the mm-hmm. offense is constantly good, and the offense has one bad game, and everyone's like, "Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with the offense now?" I I get. I think people just look at it from the kind of they bring their own perception into it and their own expectation. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't remember exactly where I was going with this, but basically, you can't expect the offense to put up 40 points a game every single game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think those days are gone for a little while. Uh, going back to your point about the offensive line, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely correct because if I look at this year's offensive line versus like the offensive line that we won the Super Bowl with, I'd say that there's definitely a step down in the tackles right now, but I think there's a definitely a step up in the interior offensive line. Yeah. So I think... Pat has a much firmer interior pocket than he's used to, and he has a much flimsier exterior kind of edges of the pocket than he's used to. So for a long time there, he was, and I really think this is true, that he a long time he didn't step up in the pocket as much as he would like because he generally didn't have clean pockets up, up mm-hmm. front. But he could drift back because we had really good tackles that could kind of compensate for that. Right. And I think it's just the opposite this year, where he needs to step up more because he's got firmer pockets and he can't drift back because we don't have the talent on the tackles to compensate for having to block a, a pocket that's 12 yards back. Yeah, and someone in the Chiefs coverage zone or whatever has made this point. Does Pat know how to step up in the pocket? Like, is he good at that? Does he know how to, like, keep... Like, move up in the pocket while keeping his eyes down the field and not trying to do something weird. Because whenever he does it, it just looks awkward. Does he know how to do it? Yes, because he's a professional football player. It's not something you just don't know how to do. Is he good at it? Maybe not. Maybe that's something he's got to, you know, learn how to do. I just, like, whenever he starts stepping up the pocket, it looks like he's, one, kind of, like, looking around, kind of waiting to get sacked. Or looking for you know the rushers too. It just seems like he will kind of zero in on someone and start to build up some weird, some weird energy. Yeah. I don't know how to describe that, but it's like things start getting a little squirrely. I think that's sometimes where you start to see these really bad throws or these passes that are behind or or off target and get tipped up. I think that might be where some of the some of the turnover luck is coming from. Is he's stepping up but not really being able to throw off of that platform the way that other quarterbacks have. Maybe my point here is that Mahomes can only throw off weird platforms. <laughs> Doesn't know how to do it normally. Well, for like three years now, we've had this super explosive offense. So he's mm-hmm. really good at that kind of stuff. It's kind of the like more like small scale kind of game manager type quarterback moves that he's not as experienced in. Uh, one of them would be kind of navigating the pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I kept noticing and this is wild because you say the opposite about most quarterbacks. You get frustrated when they check it down too much and they never take chances downfield. Mm-hmm. I think Pat's off the opposite where it's like, I would like him to check it down a little bit more. And we saw that the other night where like most of the time that he did that, it went for a first down. Yeah. And I think that kind of play has been there all along. So I, I think he needs to maybe go to the check down a little bit quicker when he sees that the deep play is not there. 
I'm going to call him um, Lieutenant Checkdown. So I don't think he's quite a captain yet. Oh, no. He's not. A, I'm not even sure I have that right. He's like Private Checkdown. Lieutenant might be higher. He's, he's definitely. Like, he's like. He's like. He's Sergeant Checkdown. He's, he's Captain Deep Pass. Yeah. Intermediate. He's not private. He's not private checkdown because it's not like he has no idea how to do it. I mean, yeah, he's sergeant checkdown. Sergeant checkdown. Someday, okay. I'm yeah. sure that'll catch on. Someday he'll be a, a, a captain checkdown. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, he's not good at being a mediocre quarterback. Do you think? This is, this is a weird thought, but go ahead. Like, part of me is kind of like, let's just. Let's just say screw it and try to be explosive anyway. Like even if they've got, mm. even if they've got two deep safeties, just like let's assume we're good enough that we can beat that type of coverage. Would we need a different kind of player? Because right now we've got Tyreek Hill who can go up for the ball. He yeah, can. He's good at high point today. None of the rest of those guys can really. Kelsey can. Kelsey can, but you're not going to get the tight end on deep routes a whole lot. But like if you had more of a, and this is, I'm going to name some good receivers here, so don't. Don't say, well, you have a good pick. Okay. Like like um, DeAndre Hopkins type, or like Mike Williams, someone who can just like climb the ladder, go up there, and yeah, you, you've thrown it into double coverage or really tight man coverage, but they could just go up and get it. If we had those kind of players, and it didn't matter if you had good man coverage, it didn't matter if you had you know safety over the top, they could just get the, they, could, they could just out jump everybody for the ball. Do you think that's the way we should transition the offense? Well, I would say... Yes, it would be good to have somebody like that. And should we have Gary Hopkins? Yeah, we should. Um, and I would also say I think that's what they were hoping to get um, with Josh Gordon because he's a big, tall guy. So far, he's contributed to a couple of those um, assisted interceptions. Has he? he? He was a part of one of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he uh, – I don't know. It was kind of weird. It felt like the, the kind of the Chiefs – uh, coaches and players kind of hyped him up, and then we haven't really seen anything. It's usually the opposite of that, where like they're pretty quiet about players until they come out and go off. But I don't know; I haven't really seen anything from him yet. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, Ch- maybe he'll kind of figure it out in the later part of the year. Maybe not. Maybe the Chiefs' um, second receiver is kind of like the defense against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts. Where just like get a new one every year. Yeah, and just something something horrible happens to them. They even betray us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know who could you could climb the ladder and make those great catches? Who? Jody Fortson. Yeah. He's gone. I really think that the Chiefs kinda had in mind using him as like a goal line specialist. Yeah. He was also so dang tall. Yeah. Oh well. Um I guess we'll we'll get into our kind of Packers preview here in a bit. Is there anything else you want to talk about before then? No, I mean you're right, and it's just important to get the win at this point, keep the momentum going. Um this felt like a tread water game, you know. It would. I mean, we were we were close to losing this game. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, we were, and which is alarming. That would have been like, I know you know you, you don't quit the season after eight games, but like as a fan, I would have just been like, well, we're probably not making the playoffs. See yeah. y'all later. Yeah, I would have felt like that for sure. But yeah, we treaded water, and we're uh, still not drowned. That's the fun thing about football is that that counts every bit as much as if we beat them by four scores. Yep. Yes, wow. Uh, we had a few trades here at the Treadgate deadline, if you want to talk about those for a bit. Let's do it. Um, so we'll start with a smaller one. We traded LDT, Dr. LDT, to the Jets for a tight end named 
what was it? Dan Smith? Dan Brown. Dan Dan Brown? Yeah. I knew some like really basic last name. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me. Um, Dan Brown. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about Dan Brown. I know he's like 29, so... And like a career backup special teamers. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to be talking about him again. All right. I think we've got, like, Blake Bell's probably our tight end two now, and then Noah Gray is our three. And what's-his-face? Played on special teams. Bell? Bro, Brown. Brown. Yeah. Gotcha. Not so going to work here anymore. Not going to work here anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, as a fan, it's sad to see LDT go. Uh, he's one of those guys they always remember as being part of that Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Some fond memories of him. I don't know if he was like a huge asset asset to this current team as is. Uh, he wasn't a starter, obviously. And clearly they felt good enough to trade him away for, I don't know, maybe a special team or whoever. Yeah. His career, his career arc with the Chiefs was interesting because he started out as like a total project. Where we're just like, oh, we don't have this guy to play football. And then he developed into a good guard. I would say he was good. Yeah. And you had the, the hope that he would turn to like a really good guard. But then he seemed to kind of regress from there, even before the, the sitting out for COVID and you know whatever else he dealt with injuries. Um, he was starting to regress to the point where people were like, well, he's not performing up to his contract. Um, so I'm, I'm glad for both parties, honestly. I'm glad that we get some money off the books and we get to you know have Trey Smith, who's awesome. But then he gets to go actually play because I, I think he's earned that. Yeah, I think it's what about play. He had to like waive his no trade clause for it, so I think he just. He wanted to go somewhere where he had a better chance of playing. Who gives a guard a no trade clause? Uh, the Chiefs do, apparently. Maybe he's just like smart enough. He's like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I don't know. Smart guy. So the bigger move to me uh, was we have acquired Steelers pass rusher Melvin Gordon for a... Uh, try that again. What was it? Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Who's Melvin Gordon? He's the Chargers now running now with Broncos running back. Dang it. See, I always got those guys confused when they were on the Chargers. Still do. And I guess I still do that. So Melvin Ingram. Mm-hmm. And then there's also an Ingram with – there's also a running back Ingram too. That's what really – Mark Ingram. Yeah. We did not acquire him. Gosh, that is so confusing. That's like a triangle of names there. You can't put the first and last name together and know what it means? It's it's tough. Okay. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's because so, it's, it's our Orlando Bloom is starting for us at left tackle, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So taking the pilot's Eisenhower. <laughs> anyway, uh, what what do you what do you expect out of him? Um, if he can provide for the Chiefs what Terrell Suggs provided for the Chiefs during the Super Bowl year, which, if you'll recall, is just kind of like a almost like a closer, just like come in late game pass rush situations and get some pop. That'll be great. I don't think we need him to start necessarily. Although I'm assuming the reason he's traded here is because he wants to play more regularly. Mm-hmm. And our our depth is bad enough on defensive end. He might end up seeing significant snaps. But my expectation for him is like five sacks on the year or something like that. But come in and provide some solid pass rush uh, late in the game. Yeah, I don't know very much about him as a pass rusher um, or as a player. I should say, is he is he really just a a pass rushing specialist? Does he have? Is he good against the run? He used to be. I don't know if he is anymore. Honestly, I, I just like, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Obviously, the Steelers. I don't, I don't think the Steelers got rid of him necessarily for physical attributes. It's not like he's just completely washed. I think it might have been more like a scheme fit, how so playing time, and, and who they have on the roster ahead of him. So mm-hmm. I think this feels like a good move for both teams. Um, 
But yeah, I I think that his play will warrant specialty slash reserve level, but I think he will probably be called be called upon to be a significant contributor. Cool. Yeah. It's clear that the Chiefs decided or could see that they needed a little help with pass rush. So Yeah, and when, when this first got announced, I was a little bit mad because I was like, well, we tried to sign this guy in the offseason, and yeah. now we not only get him and have to pay him, but we have to trade a pick. Well, we're signing him for... I want to say, don't quote me on the numbers here, but something like $4 million was his contract, his contract with the Steelers. But they're paying most of that, so we're, we're only going to have to pay him like 500000 this year. So, really, it sounds like we made the smart play there, right? Well, we had to give up a pick. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more about like making it happen this year, if that makes sense. Like, we, we traded a pick for cap space and got an opening room. Yeah. So, that, I'm, I'm a little more okay with it now. Otherwise, I just felt like we, we ended up losing a six-round pick because we didn't close a deal in the, in the uh, offseason. That's true, but a six-round pick, that's normally like – that's a complete flyer generally. That's yeah. like just a lottery ticket kind of pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anything else before the Packers game? No, got nothing. All right. Let's talk about it. Boy, this so, would have been like the matchup of the year. Yeah. Like Brady, Brady, Mahomes, uh, Rogers. Oh no, is this is this round two? Or is this round one? No, it's round one because well, if you're going to build it like that, uh, the Packers played the Chiefs in 2019, I believe mm. it was, but Mahomes was out with his kneecap. That was Rogers Henny round one, yeah. which we almost beat maybe them. not round one. I don't know. They might we play we almost point. beat them with Chad Henny. Yeah, but uh, couldn't quite get it done. But no, this will be the first time that Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes both play in the same game. And it feels like, I mean, obviously Mahomes is not on his game. I don't really feel like Aaron Rodgers is too much on his game. Do you, what do you think there? Is he playing well? I haven't been following them super closely. I think they have been struggling a little bit. Um, They've got like no receivers at this point, right? Ever, well, they had Adams has hurt. No, no, no the, the receivers, Adam doesn't hurt. He just had COVID, right? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. The receivers all got COVID at the same time. Oh, it's probably because they were all together. Yeah. So they'll be back. Uh, David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, was has been out for most of the season, and that's affected Rodgers quite a bit, not having a really good left tackle over there. Mm. But I think he's back now. Okay. So I think we're going to be get, facing a Packers team at more or less full strength, which is a little bit scary. I wonder if we're going to pass to Dan Sorensen. Probably so. Um, what, do, what do we think about this game? Um, I think we're going to lose by two scores. I know that's a, that feels you know a little sacrilegious to say, but it's like, man, how do, just judging the last couple of games' performance, what makes you think the Chiefs are going to completely turn it around for the Packers? If we can't get up for the like the Bills, the Titans game, why are we going to get up for the Packers game? You know, I don't know if it's even really like a get up type thing. It's just, yeah, I don't know. The offense feels like we've been getting that too high safety look from every single team, mm-hmm. and. Have not figured out how to deal with that. Do you know anything about the Packers' defense? No, not really. Uh, that's a pretty good pass rush, I think. Their star cornerback uh, got hurt, didn't he? No, save you or something? Boy, this is a great preview. Yeah, I don't. We're, we're kind of speculating, but I don't, I don't know what happened to the Packers. They're a very balanced team. They're good on offense. They're good on defense. They don't make a whole lot of mistakes. They're six uh, and one, aren't they? And stuff. Six and one or seven and one. 
I could pull it up here real quick. They're like a sneaky, right. they're a sneaky good team where it's like they they they're one of the better teams in the NFC. But I just well, don't really consider them to be elite. I don't, I don't think they're sneaky good. I think it's just that they've been good for so long. That's what you expect. Yeah, they're seven one right now, top their division. And they got a lot. Just completely rolled by the Saints in the first game. But as as Jonathan is fond of reminding us, that was a mirage. Mirage beat. Yeah. And it was James Winston. So I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> You're gonna hope that it's one of the games where he's terrible instead of good. Yeah, they're they're a very good team. Uh, who did they? They beat the Cardinals in prime time uh, when we last when last we saw them. Some right? people think the Cardinals are good. If they beat the Cardinals, that well, means the Packers are good. Some people think the Cardinals are frauds. Oh, so yeah. we did see that. Yeah, not impressed. No, they're they're a very good team. I think they're in that definitely in that top tier of the NFC teams. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, if I were a betting man, I would not bet on the Chiefs. To win the game, feels like they're they have the advantage. They're playing better right now. I I am kind of glad that we're playing a harder opponent because with the Giants, it felt like no matter how you win, it's like well we're not gonna be impressed by that. It's the Giants, you know. Yeah. But with the Packers, call me crazy. If we can win this game, you know, you're gonna be feeling pretty good, right? <sighs> yeah. If we win this game, I don't think it's likely, but. If we come out and completely roll the Packers, that will change my perception of the season. That's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. If we really. come out and get the, the doors blown off us by the Packers, I, see, I can see that happening. Then I will, that will change my perception of the season. Anything other than that, I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to rock the boat too much for me. Because I can see, like, we've got the talent level and the Packers seem inconsistent enough that we could beat them. We've also, I mean, like, like I said, the most likely, most likely options we lose by one or two scores. Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to read too much into this game, honestly. Well, I don't. You're not going to read more into this game than other games. Uh, to me, this is. I'm. I'm viewing this like the opposite. To me, this is like a measuring stick game if, to see where you're at. If we beat the Packers by one score, I'm not going to be like, "Yes, we figured it out. We fixed it. Oh, We're good I now." Be. I will be because I'm not. That's just, <laughs> with how bad they've been the first half of the season. I don't think I'm gonna. That's not going to happen. Hardly ever for me. I'm, I'm always going to think like we could just turn back into a pumpkin at any point. Boy, you were got a lot of negative energy in I your family. I, I have earned this from twenty plus years. Like you still of, got some scar tissue. Chiefs like, fandom. Pre Mahomes going on over there. It's starting. Yeah, it is. It's starting to feel like that. Where it's just like, like our true identity is a mediocre team, and sometimes we fool people into thinking we're not. But that's it. That's what we usually. Too, so. Okay. Well, my perspective as a fan, with not as much baggage as you seem to be bringing <laughs> to the table, is that we are still a very good team. We've just been playing bad this year, and that may continue throughout the rest of the year. And it may you may look back and say that was just a down year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's entirely possible. I could also see them. I don't know, just kind of figuring out something. Sometimes teams just kind of figure things out, and you don't really know why. You don't really know how. It just kind of happens. Football's weird. Yeah, but it feels like man, it feels like at this point, like if Reed is really an offensive genius, and Mahomes is really a transcendent talent, they should figure out how to make this a functioning offense. And you know, you can't figure out a bad offensive line. If your offensive line is bad and not performing, that's a limitation you can't get around with coaching. Which I don't think that's the case with the Chiefs' offensive line. This no, year. they I'm, had I'm, one kind of rough game, but other than that, they've been good. I, th- I think it's just yeah, like the, the combination of spotty pass. Um, Pass protection and weird turnover luck is just completely 
bombing our attempts to be a patient, um, take what they give you offense. Yeah. So maybe it's not really coaching. It's just like, I, I can't believe the Chiefs offense is going to be kept down this long if we can get some improved play from the tackles. Well, and it really, we've been talking about it all year, but it comes back to when you're facing that uh, too high safety shell coverage. The only way to beat that, it's it's not to just force it. You know, you can't, there's, I've seen some takes out there that like, well, just throw that, just throw deep anyways. Mahomes is so awesome. He'll yeah, figure it out. I just kind of got that take on. And just kind of like 20 minutes ago, I did that. Fight fire with fire. Yeah. And I would, I would counter with that's what the defense wants you to do when they're running that coverage. Mm-hmm. The way to beat it is to just, it's, it's boring. It's a boring solution. I think that's kind of the Chiefs' problem is they don't want to play boring football, but that's what you got to do. It's a lot of checkdowns, it's a lot of running the ball, it's a lot of short passes, and just slowly work down the field. Can that's just, how you beat that coverage. Can we just not focus enough to run the patient offense? Um, can we just not trust each other enough? I don't, I don't really understand what's... I really think it's just a it's a mentality problem. I think the, the Chiefs' mentality on offense has been like explosive plays for so long. It's this idea of like we want to play slow, methodical football. It's just so foreign to them that they're having a hard time adjusting to it. Hmm. And that's really – I mean, that's kind of the whole season in a nutshell there for the offense. And then, yeah, you're, that little sprinkling of chaos is all the turnovers that we keep having. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you just figure that out, stop turning the ball over, we'll be right back where we want to be. We're in a weird spot right now. Maybe this is just the result of playing a bad team, but it's like I feel like I have more confidence in the defense's ability to play average than I do in the offense's ability to play great. And that's weird because yeah. that has not been true until the last the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of all tied up in knots about this team. I really don't know what to think about them. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what to think about how the rest of the season is going to go. I can see them turn it around. I can see things just kind of melting down. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting uh, second half of the season here because anything could happen. Yeah. Well, we drifted back kind of into big picture there. Um, any any key matchups you want to highlight in this Packers Chiefs game? Well, it will be interesting if the top corner really is out. What's his name? Xavier Alexander? Is that it? Jerry Alexander. Jerry. Jerry. Jar- Jarre. Yeah. Okay, we'll work together on that one. Jerry. Jarre. Alexander. But it looks like it looks like it we said <laughs> like Jerry. Yeah. Oh boy. We obviously know a lot about the Packers. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know quite a bit about their offense. For some reason their yeah. defense always plays like second fiddle, I guess because Rogers. Yeah. Um the thing that scares me about Rogers is he, unlike Mahomes possibly is an extremely patient quarterback, and he is more than happy to just kind of dink and dunk down the field if he needs to do that. Yeah. It feels like that's a, one of the many ways that you can beat this defense. It's just to do that down the field. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty uh, bend but don't break, but eventually break. But I don't know. We'll see. Anything could happen. Um, this feels like a game where you have, like, no margin for error. Which is tough because we we make a lot of errors. Yes. So this is a game that like I don't know I don't remember what the turnover margin was for the Giants game. I think it was like two to one something like that. We had two offensive turnovers. I know that, and then we had the one pick on them. Yeah, two to one. And maybe we recovered one at the end there. But this is it feels to me like this is not a game where you can turn the ball over two or three times on offense and have a chance at winning. Definitely not. 
No. So it'll be tough. Um, I view it as like a measuring stick game. I do not. <laughs> if so, you're telling me that like if the Chiefs won against the Packers, you would be like, "Well, that was just a fluke." If it was like an absolute classic shootout, yes, maybe. If it's like a slog that we end up being like the last one on top at the very end, and like both teams are playing pretty sloppy and didn't really bring their A game or something like that, then yeah, maybe. Then that wouldn't do anything for me. I guess is my point. That wouldn't change. It sounds position. like you were going to be disappointed by this game, no matter what. Then. No, if we yeah, if we we're, if, we're not going to come out and beat the brakes off them. That's not going to happen. No, but if we win and they, like if, if the Packers play well, and we if, I guess this is really just a question. Like if the Chiefs look right, then I'll be I'll be impressed. I'll, I'll, I might think that they figure something out. If they still look like if they still have turnover problems and still can't pass protect, but somehow like the the turnover luck changes and we end up winning the uh, beating the game, beating the Packers, then maybe like that doesn't really. Hasn't changed a lot for me. Well, I will be happy with a W no matter how it comes. Maybe I'm just past like I'm. I'm I think I'm over the measuring stick games. Because how many measuring stick games have we had now? Where it's like, oh well, they have to be, you know, the Bills if they're going to be contending the NFC West. Okay, we failed that test. Well, we have to beat the, you know, we have to beat the Titans if we're going to, you know, keep our our hopes of winning the division alive. Well, that didn't happen. And then we had the oh well, they got to beat the Giants in convincing fashion, or they're not going to be a playoff team. Well, that didn't happen. We beat them, but not not like not anywhere near what people thought we would. So I, I, I'm like, if every week is a measuring stick game, and nearly every week you fail, that's I just don't know if that's something that's useful, you know? Yeah, I, maybe we're thinking about maybe the term measuring stick game means something different to you and I because I'm not really following you there. It's just, um, just like we're, we're doing I'm this. Just, like, if I view it as we're playing a good team. If we can beat a good team, then maybe we're a good team. Well, that would break the trend of us. Beating bad teams, losing to good that's teams. That's how I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to do this thing where every time the Chiefs win, we think they're good. And every time they lose, we think they're bad. No, I, no, that's that's not what I was talking about at all. No. All right. Anything else we want to add before we close out here? Don't think so. We should probably mention we saw Tom Bahali at the game. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. He was two rows behind us with his family. Everyone was very chill, which I thought was awesome. Like, no one even... I don't think anyone even said his name. I don't think people knew who was there. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I think we noticed, and maybe maybe the people right in front of him. But mm-hmm. yeah, nobody was really. No one was like swarmed in him or anything. It's cool to see a Chiefs legend in Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah, he's a very large man. My goodness, he's huge. He's and terrifying. Oh yeah, just, maybe that's part just of just an imposing dude. <laughs> I would not want to make him just mad. Street clothes out there. Yeah. All right. Well, that is both our review and preview episode. So we will see you after the game against the Packers. Any parting thoughts, Sean? Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!
Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.